0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sponsored by Purdy Insurance now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones and today's show brought to you by purdy insurance market street in sunbury go to purdyinsurance.com auto home light, business boat motorcycle rv whatever it may be they'll make sure you're fully insured and do everything they can to save you money It is all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. They're the pros' pros. Customer service means everything to them at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are on the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. while the suit was with a stopwatch timing the national anthem, uh, Todd and I watched the game I did
1: see they ended up paying out both sides of it at least I think it was DraftKings did
0: that's wonderful I, that's <laughs> not my issue, uh, I actually literally walked in the door when Harrison Butker was getting ready for the opening kickoff that's how, I mean it's unbelievable
1: you couldn't have timed that any better.
0: No, I could not have. Uh, I listened to all the other stuff on the, on the radio driving back from the airport. But, like, we got to O'Hare yesterday. All right, you know, it, it takes a while to get out there. And then they said, well, you know, you'll have to go straight into the building. Uh, you can drive the bus around, but you'll still have to go to the building. And they were like, no, we'll just walk over to the building. Well, instead of scanning all of us, they scanned 25% of us. Bang, 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 got on the plane. This guy taxied at O'Hare at about 80 miles an hour, took off. I don't know what he flew, 700, 800 miles an hour, who knows, right? Landed here, taxied at 80 miles an hour, boom, stopped the plane. We all got off, and I was like, like, this was phenomenal. (laughs) I want this guy every time.
1: So... I wonder if somebody else wanted to get home for the kickoff of the Super
0: Bowl too. I mean, I mean, I give, I mean, I give the dude credit. I mean, that was, I was very, very impressed. Uh, So (laughs) I was like, all right, Uh, you know, we'll get to the basketball part either later today or tomorrow. I mean, again, that was a good game yesterday. Um, One of those hard-fought, nobody backed down games. Uh, and that's really helps when you have uh, now Penn State does have a closer they do because Ace Baldwin is he's already shown that when you're like I think Ace is like 28-32 to 32 in the final four minutes of games when the game's on the line um, but Boo Boo he's a great closer to have and when you have a great closer like his brother Taylor Battle was here like Joe Crispin Danny Earl guys like that when you get a closer it makes a big difference but now for the Super Bowl. Very interesting. I thought the first half uh, I thought everything that the 49ers wanted to do except for closing to you know get to the red zone. They owned the line of scrimmage. Their defense played great. I thought Kyle Shanahan had a real handle on what was going on with the game. And then the second half started. Now. This is where the issues for me come in with a guy that is dubbed by everybody as a genius. And I. As you know, I have not been a big buyer on Kyle Shanahan. I mean, first of all, uh, I never want to hear he's never won a big game because he has. He's won a lot of big games to get to the big game. I mean, you don't win the NFC Championship game a couple times. Last I checked, that's a big game, right? And as a coordinator, he won it a third time with Atlanta. That's a big game. So he's won a lot of big games. But in the second half, now, they get the interception by Jair Brown and obviously I was thrilled for him alright and um, they get the ball at the, what the 44 so they come out right away and they throw three straight passes now that I totally understand I totally understand. Why? Because I I feel at this point, he's like, hey, he's trying to go for it here. He's trying to go for the jugular, get a two-score lead on Mahomes. I totally get it. After that, that's when he started to baffle me. Because all three plays on that series were all passes. I think the last last one was a pass, but Purdy had to come out of the pocket and step out of bounds after what, three- or four-yard Um game but then after that alright I just kind of sat there and went what's he doing in the first half of the game there is no question that San Francisco owns the line of scrimmage and Christian McCaffrey is running the ball pretty well 4, five, six, seven yards at a clip So he starts the second half, three straight passes, but that's after the takeaway by Jair. All right? But then the second series, he does it again. This time from worse field position. He throws the ball three times. Like, what are you doing? Okay, you dodged. you dodged the, you know, you're still up 10-3. And... What does running the ball do?
1: I was going to say shorten the game and wear down the defense.
0: And keep guess who on the sidelines? Mr. Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Three incomplete passes lead to clock stoppages and Mahomes getting back on the field. Okay. The third series of the second half... He does run the ball on first down with McCaffrey. It's no gain. And then he throws the next two. So the nine opening plays of the second half, he passes the ball eight times and runs it once. Like, really?
1: They ran more in the two-minute drill than they did at the beginning of the second half.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I, I sat there and went, what is he doing here? And remember, after a really good start by Brock Purdy, and Purdy did have a really good first quarter, I, I thought, I mean, he just seemed to settle in right away. And Shanahan did a great job of giving him a couple of passes early just to get him in the groove, okay? All right? But they go out and... right. And Purdy's off to a good start. But then Purdy hit a roadblock. He's four for his next 11. And he's still trying to throw the ball in the second half. Early. I'm talking about early in the second half. And he really wasted the third quarter. I'm like, what's he doing here? It's almost like he lost... Um, I don't know... I don't know if it's control the game, or it just kind of got lost in on the play sheet, whatever he's doing. And then there's the decision in overtime. I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, you, know, you want to play defense first because both teams are going to get the ball. All right? Both teams are going to get the ball. So you always, I mean, it's like he doesn't have a college. I don't know what his staff is like. I mean, I, you know, we know who. We know he's the play caller there, and we know that Steve Wilkes is the defensive coordinator. The rest of the staff, I don't know what the makeup happens to be. But I don't know if they have any college coaches on the staff. But when you're in a situation like that, and you know both teams are guaranteed the ball, you always, always go on defense first. And he won the toss. Well, guess what? He has three options there. We can take the ball, which is what he did. We can defer, or we can kick off. Well, guess what? The heck with deferring, kick off. Right? Right? Why? Because now you know what you need to do. Mahomes and Andy Reid knew after that drive. And by the way, uh, uh, Kansas City was going to defer. I mean, they already said you know after the game they said this is what we're doing. We're going to defer. And it's almost as if, and I know in the 28 previous playoff games since they put this system in, it's never been used. So that part I do get. But when you do, when they got the field goal out of it, they didn't get a touchdown. When the team scores first, guess what it takes off the table for the team that gets the ball next? There are no decisions to make on fourth down. Every series is a four-down series. There's no decision to make. And, in fact, Mahomes converted a fourth down. And... like, He said, Shanahan's asked afterward. It's just something we talked about. None of us have a ton of experience with the new overtime rules. That's true. But we went through all the analytics... And talk to those guys. We just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball we wanted the ball third. In other words, if both teams scored and match, then we'd be the next ones to get it with a chance to win. So we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if we did that, we thought it was on our hands after that. Now, you want the ball second? Because you want to know what it takes to win the game after that. Okay. now I can go down the field if they don't score, I can win it with a field goal they got a field goal I know I can I can extend the game with a field goal or I can win it with a touchdown right? or if they score a touchdown and get an extra point, I can score a touchdown and guess what, you know what, the heck with this let's end it now, one way or the other let's go for two okay All right? anybody knows that follows college football you get to overtime you want to be on defense first and okay, and here's what here's the part that i there's a lot of 49er players saying we didn't know the rules in overtime so let's go back to let's take this even further back where this is really on the coaching staff really on them there are two teams that had two weeks to prepare, not for the Super Bowl, but for the playoffs. Baltimore and San Francisco as the number one seeds they got a bye week opening week. Now you're gonna give your, your players a, a couple of days off. Tough, rough and tumble season, seven you know, eighteen weeks, seventeen games. I got it. Okay? I got it. So you're gonna give them time off. But then you at least through walkthroughs, say, okay, we've got extra time. Part of the extra time is let's talk about overtime now. We get to overtime, and we've looked at all the analytics. What analytics? What analytics did you look at, Kyle? Considering in the 28 games that have been played before, there have been no overtime games. So there aren't any analytics on it unless you're going to college games. Right? It's a bad decision. Anybody who follows college football probably was sitting there going, "What are they doing?" I sat there. I sat there last night. Went, What's he doing? What's he want the ball for? Kick it off. Put your defense out there. Hey, yeah, you've been slowing them down all night. You get another takeaway. Now they have to make decisions on fourth down. Okay, instead of having it be made for them. It made no sense. It made no
1: sense. Well, he talked about the third possession, and he wasn't getting that. He wasn't getting that sudden death possession because Andy said if they scored a touchdown, if they had needed to go for two, they
0: were going for two. They weren't right. getting the ball back. Exactly right. The game was going to end one way or the other, and um, the. And that's what I said, if you stop them, you're going to get the ball back. I know I need a field goal to win. Okay. If they get a field goal, I know I, now I know I, I need a field goal to extend or a touchdown to win. If they get a touchdown, and in all likelihood they're kicking the extra point, I know I can get a touchdown, and then I can make a decision as to whether to win it or lose it right now or kick an extra point and extend it. Everything is in your hands at that point, as to how it plays out. You know, I mean, I know it's not great to play from behind, but it's you have easier decisions when you play from behind in a scenario like that. Look, and I've seen, you know, and I have seen, I've I've done a lot of overtime games on the collegiate level in my career, a lot of them, and. Um, and I've seen games end on a turnover I've seen games end on a fourth down, I've seen games end on a touchdown, I've seen them end on a field goal Right? there's all sorts of ways that it can end right? but the one thing that has happened every single time that's happened every single time is every single time the team that won the toss elected to go on defense first until till yesterday. And I watched the pro coach with no college experience, none, zero zip zilch. Okay. Make that kind of decision. I went. What? You only have one thing to do. Hey? You're not sitting there having to worry about NIL, transfer portal, recruiting, things like that. Your job's to coach games. Right? No offense, but to me, this is a re- of all the decisions you make in a game, that actually is actually one of the relatively easy ones, because the college game has told you over and over again that's how you need to play it. I've never seen a college team take the ball first. I never have. I
1: don't think I have either. I'm racking my brain.
0: <laughs> now I realize you're starting from the 25. I got that part. Now that I do understand, and the kicking game is in play uh it's more of it's more of a complete game as to how it's being played and I know this overtime scenario has never played out before, but you've been handed on a silver platter examples of how overtime is played out on the college level. Hey, my goodness, I mean, Alabama won the national championship over Georgia when Tua a hit uh Devonte Smith for the touchdown when they were both freshmen. And that was from the 42-yard line after they lost all this yards. Remember that? <laughs> I do. Sack problem, the whole thing they, they launched it up there. oh boy. Um but that was and then the 49er players said I didn't several of them said they didn't know the rules that was put up on the board it's the job of the coaching staff to say, let's go through this and let's do a walkthrough on it. Because I'm not going to go out there and do a scrimmage on it. Okay? But I'm going to do a walkthrough on it so that they, everybody knows both offensively and defensively how we need to play it. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. I have never seen a coach take the ball in the scenario where both teams are guaranteed a possession, and this is the first time the NFL it's happened, where both, now so in other words, when the Patriots won the toss, under the old rules, of course they took the ball. Right? Right? They took the ball because if they got a touchdown, they won the game. But under this, if the 49ers had scored a touchdown, Kansas City was still getting the ball. Because they changed the rule. I'm sorry, one of your jobs is to know all the rules and how to coach it. And you had the advantage of going into the playoff with an extra week at the front. I don't mean the extra week going into the Super Bowl. You had the extra week at the front. So, in other words, Jarn Harbaugh should have been going through this with his team. Hey, by the way, now this changed. We're going to, okay. So let's just make sure we go through the scenario. All right. Kyle Shanahan, this changed. Hey, let's make sure we go through the scenario, which we, they would have done last year too. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe Ray Dittinger does.
1: <laughs> I, I, I doubt he does
0: either. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, again colleges had overtime for 20 years now right and it's been it's been late. i know you start from the 25 there's no kickoff i got that but my goodness i mean you're going to get a touchback indoors they're going to start from their own 25 with 75 yards in front of them i i'm sorry i i'm baffled and I realized with a minute 53 to go. And remember, your your offense had scored What to take the lead with, what, a minute 53 to go? So your defense was on the sideline. Now, no, they had to come back out and they had to play. But there is a gap between the um, end of regulation and overtime. You know, and I know your defense is tired. I mean, you watch Nick Bosa. I thought Nick Bosa played it really a terrific game, but you could tell at the end he was getting tired. You know, and that's going to happen because you're chasing 15 all over the place. I, I mean, they did a great job for
1: most of the game of keeping him in the pocket and not letting him, you yeah, know, kind of dictate to them. But yeah. man, they kicked that field goal, and I just thought to myself, man you can't give him a chance to win the game
0: <laughs> right and what's the big change kansas city made in the second half where san francisco didn't really adjust well to it kansas city just played man in the second half that was the big change they played they played man i mean they did a great job of
1: disguising that that last blitz of, of reed to get the, the the third down stopped i mean they did a good job of disguising some of that stuff and You know, maybe his one weakness right now is he's not doesn't quite have the grasp of, you know, some of that picking
0: up that blitz stuff. But that blitz stuff happens because you're playing man. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sponsored by Prudy Insurance now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, boat, motorcycle, RV. Doesn't matter, whatever it may be. Purdy Insurance believes in customer service. It's first and foremost. And they do a terrific job. Taking care of your insurance needs. It's all up and saving you money. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Joined now by the head basketball coach of Bucknell, John Griffin. Do we have John yet?
1: No, we don't have John yet, actually.
0: Okay, that's fine. We'll I wonder if his schedule,
1: market. you know, I. Well they thought of Lehigh this now. I was going to say, they play tonight. I wonder if that screwed up the schedule a little bit.
0: It could because uh, they might be in shoot-around right now. Yeah. Uh, 7 o'clock is the game tonight with the Lehigh. Going for the sweep of Lehigh this season. They won 86-80 earlier in the year in Bethlehem at Stabler. Um, so that, that may mess the schedule up. There's no question. I mean, they could be in shoot-around now. Normally, you'd finish shoot-around... He'd probably go to shoot around, probably shoot two to three, right around there, and four hours before tip-off. So, yeah, there's a good chance that uh, that is what would keep him from doing this incredible segment. <laughs>
1: They're also uh, on national TV tonight. That's why they play tonight. It's on uh, CBS Sports Network.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and then they've got Colgate up in uh, Hamilton at the end of the week, and Colgate to their credit, has uh, done a great job of setting a standard. In fact, I uh, saw Colgate play Texas in the NCAA tournament last year because Penn State was going to play the winner of that game. And uh, Matt Lingle's team's good team. Um, Texas had to fight their way through it, finally won it by double digits, but they had to fight their way through it in Des Moines before they finally beat them.
1: This doesn't appear to be the week to have to make the trip to Hamilton either.
0: Uh, no. Uh, well, the end of the week. I think the end of the week's okay. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, to my knowledge, the end of the week is all right.
1: I'm just worried. It, it's the the uh, worry about the snow lasting that or being around that long. How's that?
0: Well, it's going to be. It's going to start snowing mm, tonight. Maybe around 8, 9 o'clock. And it's going to be in a pretty good burst for a few hours there. What are they talking about amounts there? Here uh, it's here it's 5 to 8. I see 4 to 8 right now, but... Okay.
1: Eh, we're, we're the, the newspaper's going early tonight, hoping my, uh, hoping my game doesn't go early while we're here and we get that one in too, so...
0: You should be able to.
1: Yeah. Well, it seems like I, they got a little... Uh, they moved some of the stuff a little closer out to your way like Central Mountain Williamsport was pushed back an hour or two stuff like that
0: Mm. yeah because and again the wrestling match no problem tonight with Rutgers and the Jordan Centers at 7 so getting here is no issue and it sounds like at least early on you should be okay getting back Uh, because I think they're talking about it starting at 9 o'clock here maybe Yeah, and the wrestling Um, match is at 7 right 7 yep And uh, my apologies I just want to check and see to make sure they're saying right now it begins as rain here at 8 still raining they say at 9 it's not till 10 it changes over and then when it changes over it changes over in a big way and it keeps snowing here till 9 in the morning and then it says it stops Mm. Like that's all right. I live with that.
1: It sounds like it might be fun getting up to the top of the mountain for me tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now you may it may snow longer where you are uh-huh. compared to here. I'm not sure. you are talking about 4.2 inches of snow overnight, and then tomorrow. Yeah, so we're talking about 5.1 inches between the, when it's all said and done. Here, here. Five
1: point one. Uh, Colin, I was just gonna just looking. It says three to six here okay. now because right. of the it's starting with rain,
0: right? And it's starting is rain here too, but they're they're you know they they think it's going to be. Let's see. They're saying four to eight here, All right. So and five point one total. It's 62. They, AccuWeather says 62% chance of four to eight, 18% eight to 12, 15% of two to four. Um, there you go. Oh, oh well, just, it's wintertime. <laughs> just when you thought, yeah, just when you thought, and then at the end of the week you talk about Saturday. I've got a flight in Nebraska Saturday. And they're talking about. Uh, Saturday, Sun. Uh, excuse me. Saturday, Sunday. Sunday's good. Saturday is some snow, sleet, freezing rain in the morning, then rain and drizzle in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. Eh, that's no big deal. And nothing at night. Cool. So. All right. So um yeah, so again th- that's what I thought about I mean the Super Bowl was um terrific game. I think the NFL couldn't have asked for any better. And see that's the part that strikes me about um like what they do with the Super Bowl now. What strikes me about with the Super Bowl is they still act like it's the seventy, it's like the sixties and seventies, when the game had a lot of blowouts in it. You know, well, the last like twenty years, how many great games have there been? More than that, when there were, when
1: I was then when I was when yeah. I was a kid, <laughs> right?
0: I mean, there, there there's just a lot of you know, not all of them are. Every once in a while, you get yourself a. A um, a Broncos Seahawks game. You're like, oh, okay, because that happens. It's just the way. It's just the sports. It's the way the games played Um. But, uh, the game kind of takes care of itself now. I think.
1: I mean, I really didn't have... I heard a lot of people complaining about Romo and things like that. I really didn't have many complaints about last night. I thought it was... He was uh, fine. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: he's fine. I, I mean, look, he's the one that kept saying they should run the ball. He's spot on. He's the one talked about the, the five-man across coverage. He was spot on on that. Um, I'm talking about San Francisco defensively. Um, the... Oh. And for <laughs> Eagles fans, the winning touchdown had to look eerily familiar. Oh. I think it See, was the same motion. So the exact same play they ran three different times, and the Eagles still don't know they ran it.
1: Except it wasn't Kadarius Tony this time, it was Mercole Holman Hardman. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. So. It's, you know, I'm sorry. It's just, it had to sit there and go, okay. That's not good. That's the same play they ran against the Eagles.
1: Well, I was impressed. They knew it was going to work right away because I saw, I think somebody uh, close up on Travis Kelsey. Uh, as soon as the linebacker went with him, he started watching the play on the on the mm-hmm. jumbotron because he knew it was going to work. <laughs> well,
0: that, well, that's better than what uh, Hardman did. You hear what Hardman? I, Hardman cracked me up at the end of the game.
1: He thought they had to finish the quarter.
0: Well, well he said, "I blacked out." <laughs> he said, "I blacked out." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> how about that?
1: I I did not realize I was wondering why they weren't they didn't have more urgency in the last minute. I got that it was like a new game, but I didn't realize if that if the clocks went to zero, they went to a sec- they were going to go to a, it it would went to a yeah, second game, overtime.
0: Oh yeah, the game would have continued. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Even I'm not uh,
1: used to the new overtime rules yet, I guess.
0: No, but that's that's the that's the old overtime rule. Uh this is not like the regular season. I mean that part's always been the same. Uh well, I'm not sure know, because, I ever realized that because they had they had the possession of the ball this is like when uh Miami beat Kansas City on the memorable uh Thanksgiving uh I'm sorry Christmas Day game in 1971 Gary your premier kicked the kicked the field goal it was in the it was in the second overtime the game just keeps going right you just you know they they end the quarter and they would have switched ends of the field and that's pretty much it Yeah. um so I'm like I'm sitting there like okay fine. I, I kept thinking I wonder if they want to really run this play here or just go to the quarter, whatever. And you could tell they really wanted to run it, so they did. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: I mean, if you don't run it right away, you give you give San Francisco kind of a chance to to get themselves together between the quarter breaks, I guess, right. and,
0: and and get a break, yeah, get, get a rest. And they had him on their heels, and they took care of business after that. So, yeah. Uh, Now they get a chance to go for three. One of the things that Brett Veach wants to do is he wants to restructure Patrick Mahomes' contract. Because in restructuring the the contract, he can then it'll then give him more flexibility to help keep the team together, which includes Chris Jones. I think Jones signed a one year deal. That sound right?
1: Yeah, he's a free agent. We were uh Caleb and I were looking up free agents before we went on the air. Uh yeah. I was gonna say I didn't realize Patrick Mahomes had the higher highest salary cap hit of any player this season, so
0: Yeah. And Brett overcame that. Yeah. Now they want to restructure it so that they can get um Now, for San Francisco, uh, by the way, uh, I want to give Ray-Ray McLeod credit. I I feel awful for the guy that hit his ankle. And he's screaming. I know that he is screaming, you know, get out of there, get out of there. That's the Peter call. All right. But he was locked up with a Kansas City player blocking. So he didn't see the ball. You know what I mean? And then McLeod, McLeod did a great job of trying to at least to be aware of it and see it and try to bail him out, and, and Watson recovered. Jalen Watson did. Figured I'd mention Jalen Watson because this is the first time his name's been mentioned. I mean, they never said who recovered. The, they said Kansas City recovered. They never said who. You notice that on the broadcast? They I did not. <laughs> no, they did not say. I'm like, Watson, which Watson's that? Because Watson, the wide receiver, is 84, is also on special teams. All right? they go well he said 35 watts and wasn't sure it was they never said his name I mean, like okay
1: i couldn't figure out why they kept calling it a miss extra point when it was
0: blocked right it's yeah exactly it's blocked well, I mean, they were
1: blaming it. They were kind of blaming it on the kicker for the most part. And well,
0: that's that's because it was. Well, <laughs> it was low, but I mean, okay. I mean, that ball. I mean, Kansas City did not get penetration on the play. I mean, he kicked it off. I mean, they were right about how he kicked it off his ankle. Like okay, you yeah. uh, know, it was blocked, but it was blocked because of how he kicked it. I mean, he got. He really did not get the proper elevation to uh on that play. That's why. Now, missed extra point, I guess, is a technical term, but yeah, you're right, it was blocked. And again, why you know, why did they draft him? They drafted him because in the fourth round they could save money over Robbie Gold. Okay, I got it. Robbie's missed exactly how many kicks in his postseason career with um, the Bears and the Niners? Zero. Yeah, exactly. He's never missed one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. Thought I'd bring that up.
1: I was gonna say it's never important until it is.
0: It's something we brought up a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. It's not. This is not something where we have not brought it up before, because we have brought it up before, and that's. Um, that's an issue. But, yeah, I mean, I understand financially why they made it. I got it. I mean, I understand that. But it was, uh, it was an interesting game to watch. I know in the end, Purdy, for example, averaged 3.6 yards a carry. He did carry it 22 times. They threw it to him eight times. So he had, in the game, to his credit, he did have, and to Kyle Shanahan's credit, they had 30 touches for him. That's great. The other part, too, is I want to give Kyle Shanahan credit. I've been critical of what he's done, right, in terms of some of the decision-making about the the first three series of the second half and the decision to not kick off in overtime. Those are on him. I will say this. I want to give him all the credit in the world for the fourth down call because he, he looked at it and said, look, we need touchdowns, not field goals. And they ended up getting a touchdown out and the and And the call that he made earlier on the uh on the trick play for the touchdown was a great call and so I mean so let's give credit where credits due I mean you know he uh it's not a complete washout, but when you need to make critical i mean and you're talking about a guy that is repeatedly praised by people see that's what gets me. Todd is he's repeatedly praised by everybody. Oh, he's a genius, at this, you know, and he's so innovative. I'm like, all right. And I've always been one like, okay, really? I mean, he's running this, a lot of the same plays. He's just window dressing him with really good talent. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying that's what he does. All right. That's fine. And he's been a good play caller over the years. But why is it that they went 30 straight games without coming from behind?
1: I think he gets a lot of credit for his last name, of course, and also because he's young.
0: Well, he's not that young anymore. Well, no, but I think that's Um, what started the... Sure. Oh, I understand that. It's like with McVay. I think McVay's a good coach, but, like, I, you know, I'm not... I don't sit there and go, ooh, McVay is something else. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you know, McVay's a good coach. Really good. But I'm not really into the... Um, um the genius category. You're not sitting there calling nobody's sitting there calling Andy Reid a genius, yet yeah, he's got three Super Bowl wins. Didn't he used to coach the Eagles? A while ago. A little bit. Just asking. Sometimes in life you need to change. You know it? And he did. And it worked. It also didn't hurt that he they drafted Mahomes. And that's Brett's baby. Brett's the one that found Mahomes. Up Brett Beach. Came back. They, uh, we had Brett on. He was telling the story. So I went down to Lubbock. They were actually going to look at another guy. And he came back and says, uh, we need to talk about the quarterback. <laughs> okay. No, Brett gets Brett Beach gets the credit he has earned because they've won two of these Super Bowls without Tyree Kill. A mm. uh, couple quick things. Uh, UCLA has named a new head coach. And it's a guy that's been on the staff for a long time, and it is uh, Deshaun Foster. Now, he had taken the job with the Raiders as their running back coach earlier in the month. He is now going to go back to his alma mater. He's going to be the head coach at UCLA, replacing Chip Kelly. Remember they were talking about maybe the Capitals and the Wizards going to an arena in Virginia? Nope. They say that the bill is now dead in the – Virginia House of Delegates okay that's a little surprising that's uh, I mean it would be in Alexandria
1: i I just found it surprising just because Virginia was behind it so much
0: yeah, I know um, but they say they don't have the votes Hmm they say uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin made a series of mistakes in trying to advance the deal through the General Assembly, and they say it's not going to happen. I'm like, okay. Asked if the deal was dead. They responded, as far as we're concerned, yes. Okay. They don't like the project's financing as currently envisioned because of its use of moral obligation bonds backed by the state and the city of Alexandria to finance about a third of the debt. That means the taxpayers could be on the hook if the project revenues don't come through as expected. I mean, these are the same things we complained about when the suit was trying to put on a garage in this house (laughs) and expected us to all kick in. I'm like, I thought that was kind of, thought it was a little low, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Must have been before my time.
0: Well, believe me, look at your paycheck.
1: <laughs> I'll have to check well, it out this week.
0: Yeah, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. In the next half hour, we'll talk to the Hall of Famer about yesterday's Super Bowl and his incredible perspective. About the change in the overtime rules, which have been in now for a few years.